Pastor Wilmari Hamilton. She is from Chattanooga. She's really from Puerto Rico. I remember she used to tell people I'm from Puerto Rico. Uh, <laughs> she said, it's Puerto Rico. <laughs> and uh, so you will feel some of her Latin fire in just a moment whenever she is bringing the word. Uh, so we are so excited to have her today. She's a connections pastor at Redemption to the Nations Church in Chattanooga. We all know Pastor Kevin here really well, and uh, we respect him. He's a, uh, an overseer, a father of this house, and, uh, but she serves under him. And let me tell you something. She keeps Redemption to the Nations in order. If you're ever there, uh, you have probably just felt the warmth and the friendliness of that church and it comes right from her she coordinates all the volunteers and gets everything in line and she does that every week with excellence um, I met uh, Wilmari and Andy uh, 21 years ago in August we were freshmen at Lee University um, and I think, uh, I said earlier, I think they're one of the first people that I remember meeting at uh, Lee University. And I've known them for 20, uh, 21 years. We've been friends. We've been in Greek clubs together. Uh, we've had some, we've been in weddings. I remember coming uh, when your first was born to the Sarah and I. Uh, we came to see her when she was just a baby in the hospital. And we've prayed together and cried together through transitions in life. And we've just been friends. And I think uh, I'm so excited that she's here today. And I know she's got a powerful word for us today. So if you could, would you get up on your feet this morning and let's get, let's honor and let's give a hand clap for Pastor Wilmari as she brings the word today. Thank you so much. It's such an honor to be here today. You can take a seat. I got teary-eyed just thinking about that. <laughs> uh, but yes, I am here. I am excited to be here. If you don't know me, you'll get used to me. And if it's your first time, come back next week and he's going to preach ghosted. So I'm um, just, it's an honor to be here. I am here with my husband and my two children, um, Andy, who I've been together with him, like Chase said, since the second day, first day that we were at Lee, second day that we were at Lee. Um, and it has been an amazing ride. We've been married almost 18 years, the end of May. My daughter, Naya, who sees the world through rainbows and unicorns, and I love her. Um, that's why she has pink hair because that's what she does. And so she's 14. And then my son, Noah, who asked me if he could preach with me this morning. And so I, uh, that as a mama, that's like the best mama's day gift. I'm like, amen. One day I'll sit down and he'll introduce Noah. All right. Maybe Eva will be up here introducing Noah. So, um, but it is such an honor to be here with you guys. I'm excited. I love to laugh, and so I have a story to tell you. Um, so that way you can just get used to me, because I know I know how it feels. Everybody just breathe. It's okay. I have. I feel like I have a word from the Lord. And like, who's this girl? Who's this Latina? I love how uh, he said I have Latina fire. Pastor Kevin says I'm the Puerto Rican devil slayer. I said I'll take it. That's fine. I'll, I'll say that sounds good too. And so it's like Zena. <laughs> and so, anyways, in December. How many of you mothers are like gifts? Uh, that's your language, love language, gifts. Y'all better raise your hand. That's like your best chance. I, uh, yes, okay, I see y'all. And so I am a gift a, a giver and a gift receiver. I love gifts. And so I, oh, I'm the kind of gift receiver that I'm like, don't tell me what I'm, I don't want to know. Like take the hints and I give them very well. And I'm like, here's, you know, like all this stuff. But I don't want to know because I like to be surprised. So after the, the kids do Christmas presents, I'm like, I cannot wait. Anyways, and so in December, Andy had, it seemed like he was a little bit off. 
And um, he's like, uh, he comes to me, he's like, I want you to go open that box. I said, what box? And he's like, the box right there. And I was like, is that a gift? Is that a Christmas gift? He's like, yes. I said, I'm not opening that box. And he's like, open the box. I need you to open the box. I was like, I'm not opening the box. He's like, I need you to open the box. And I had known that he'd been in and out and something had been going wrong. And I opened the box and I'm so excited, but at the same time upset because it's a black Ugg. They produce these really cute ones that look like rain boots, right? And there was one. I was like, what happened? He's like, exactly. They sent one Ugg boot. And I'm a size eight and a half, which is like the one that gets cleared out all the time. And uh, he's like, and they, they don't have any more and they're out of stock and I can't get it in time for Christmas, blah, 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 you know, all this stuff. And I was like, it's okay. Surely they will make it right. He's like, I already called him. And I was like, let me call it. You know, let me call. Cause I'm all about, again, first impressions. I'm like, you have to make this right. <laughs> That's a wrong impression to leave. And they were like, ma'am, I'm sorry. There's nothing that we can do about it. We refunded the money. He's like, you could keep the, I was like, what am I supposed to do with one Ugg boot? He's like, donate it to someone else. Like one Ugg boot. Are you kidding me? That's how my 2020 went. How did yours go? <laughs> so we still have the one Ugg boot. I'm going to put it in a shadow box and just put above it. 2020, because literally that's going to explain the entire time. Uh, but today I'm not here to talk to you about Ugg boots, but I wanted you to laugh with me because laughter does a heart good, right? And so today I, uh, I was, uh, Chase called me two months ago, Pastor Chase called me two months ago, and I was like, yes, I know the word. I had it bubbling in my spirit. And then just this week, he kind of redirected me. And sometimes you just got to take that and say, okay, Lord, that's fine. And put your agenda aside. I've studied for that. Maybe that's for another time. Um, but today, you know, you wrestle as a pastor because we, it's Mother's Day and, but you also have other people, but I feel like the message today applies to motherhood, but also applies to life in general. General, uh, because I just have a, an assignment of the Lord to just encourage you today to keep seeking for the strategy of the Lord, because in the strategy, there's a couple things that we can find. So today, uh, if I had to name it something, it would be strategic mothering in this time or just strategic living in this time. So take it as you will, right? Like if you're not a mom, say, oh, the title of the message was strategic living, right? If you're a mom, take it strategic motherhood, okay? How many moms do I have in the house I can see? Come on, y'all better raise your hands. Y'all birth some children. That's a big deal, okay? I raise both my hands, okay? There is nothing uh, through this journey of motherhood. I have come to learn many things. The number one thing is that it ain't easy. Anybody else? It ain't easy. One day you believe you have a complete handle on it only to learn the next morning, bright and early over World War III breakfast, that you still don't have it together. And then back again in a solitary moment as your kids love you and confess their love for you and dependence on you all is forgiven and forgotten, right? But everything in motherhood, everything in life is a process. It is a journey of becoming a journey of reaching goals. And so today I want to use... Uh, a mother in the Bible that her name is not really known. Her name is Yaakoved, and she is found in Exodus 2. So if you have your Bible, uh, switch it on, open up the app, uh, or, or open up your word to um, Exodus 2. And I'm just going to read 10 verses. You don't have to stand. We're just going to do a little, uh, just talking through this, all right? Everybody say, go ahead. 
All right. I like, I like it when you talk back to me. If you haven't noticed, I like it when you laugh. I like it when you interact and raise your hands. So this is, come on, this is the 11 o'clock cloud, right? You've already had some breakfast in you. Cinnamon rolls are on the way and they are good. Don't miss out on that. And so you can talk back to me. So Exodus 2, I'm going to begin 1 and go to 10, all right? And a man of the house of Levi went and took as a wife a daughter of Levi. So the woman conceived and bore a son and when she saw that he was a beautiful child, she hid him for three months. How do you hide a newborn son for three months? But when she could no longer hide him, she took an ark of bulrushes for him, daubed it with asphalt and pitch, put the child in it, and laid it in the reeds by the river's bank. And his sister stood afar off to know what would be done to him. Then the daughter of Pharaoh came down to bathe at the river, and her maidens walked along the riverside. And when she saw the ark among the reeds, she sent her maid to get it. And when she opened it, she saw the child, and behold, the baby wept. So she had compassion on him and said, this is one of those Hebrew children. Then his sister said to Pharaoh's daughter, shall I go and call a nurse for you from the Hebrew woman that she may nurse the child for you? And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, go. So the maiden went and called the child's mother. Then Pharaoh's daughter said to her, take this child away and nurse him for me, and I will give you your wages. So the woman took the child and nursed him, and the child grew, and she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. So she called his name Moses, saying, because I drew him out of the water. Lord, I thank you for your word. I pray that you use me as your mouthpiece, Father, and we just thank you for um, everything that you're about to do today, God. I pray that um, we would be good soil to receive it, not only with our ears, but with our heart, and be doers of the word, and not just hearers of it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Um, there's a method to everything, right? And if there is one word that we have learned um, in, the, in, in our life, okay, anybody, it doesn't matter if you're five, that there is a process to everything, right? There is a method to everything. If you want to drive, there's a method to learn to drive. If you want to cook, there is a method to cook, although some people try to sidestep that, right? Um, but there is a method to everything, and it's, it's necessary, come on, right, to go through the steps to learn how to do things. Sometimes it's not easy, and sometimes, um, and sometimes you don't. You you wish there wasn't a process, right? You wish there wasn't a process to getting your license. You wish you didn't have to go to the DMV. You wish you didn't have to do anything like that. But it's necessary to go through the process to develop. It's necessary to go through a process uh, so that we can become what we need to be. And it's necessary so that it builds our character. Uh, because you see, if we always got what we wanted when we wanted it, we'd just be like our toddlers. Right? Right? Come on, some. Come on, moms. You met. That was a good chance, right? Because toddlers are like, "Well, I want butter on toast," and immediately when you set the butter with toast in front of them, they start crying, and you ask them why they're crying, and they said, "Because you buttered my toast wrong." right? Or, or you, because you put butter on the toast. I said, son, you just asked me for buttered toast. He said, I wanted peanut butter, right? Because they want an instantaneous gratification, not realizing that if you just asked some, some clarifying questions and went through that process, you'd be like, oh, it wasn't really butter that I wanted. It was peanut butter. And can I say, and maybe I'll just talk about me because I don't want to insult anyone. Sometimes I'm like a toddler too. 
Sometimes I feel like I try to move God with my fits instead of my faith. And, and, I, and I say, Lord, but this is what I wanted. And God's like, that's not what I had for you. That's not what we talked about, right? And, and like a toddler, come on, mamas. I'm talking your language. This is littles. If, you, if they're all grown and you'd forgotten about that toddler stage, help a mama out that has a three-year-old and babysit them for a couple hours. And you'll, you'll remember real quick. Pastor Sarah just said, yes. All right. So she needs some help. Okay. Um, but we want something so fast that if we did get it so fast, we would never really value that victory. Right? Because, you know, pre- preachers say it all the time. Oh, I know some people are like, oh, I wish I could just be like her and, 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 pa- and be up there and, and do all that stuff. But you don't, you don't know the cost of the oil. Right? You don't know the cost of, of what I've done to get here. You don't, I don't know if you would want to go through it if we sat here and gave you my ugly chapters uh, 2 through 11, right? I may be in chapter 39, but because uh, I just turned 39. So there you go. You can say that real cute, right? Chapter 39, but you, you didn't live through 23. 23 is a weird one and, 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 and college time. And come on, everybody has a chapter. And it is that that gives you value for where you're at today. Come on. So everyone say process. And so in the times that we are living, I feel like it is so important to call on the Lord for strategy. Everyone say strategy. Every, every word that I give you is going to start with an S. So the first word is strategy. There's a strategy that the Lord is wanting to download to us in this time for where we are living. I don't know about you, but 2020 for me was an upside down, topsy-turvy, and then through it all, I, I, I went through some things I had no, no idea. And I was like, Lord, I, I love you. I do. What's going on, right? Anybody else there? Okay. Um, and so I found myself in a place where I had no idea what I what he was doing. I had no idea what I was going to do with what I was given, and I had no idea where the other side was. I know I, I maybe I'm preaching to myself, but I hope I am with some people who have been there before, right? If not, maybe. 12 months ago, we were all there going, what is going on? And Yaakovid found herself in this situation because there was an evil king who did not want the the nation of Israel to grow any bigger. So he said, you know what? I want you to kill all the males. I want, I want you to kill all the males, all right? And, and, I, and the midwives, they were amazing. They, they let them live because they, they, they were amazing. They were the Lord. That's a whole nother preach, and Pastor Devin can come and preach that one. And so uh, they said, oh, well, these, these women, they birth babies way too fast. And so we can't, we can't kill them before they're born. And, and, and so then he said, well, never mind that. Just, just throw the boys in the river. Let them drown. Okay, so Jacob had, had a baby, and uh, I'm sure she was, she was like, Lord, let it be a girl so that I don't have to deal with this. But then it was a boy, and it says in the word that he was beautiful. And that she decided in her heart to go against everything that was going on and say, no, Lord, you, you have a plan for this baby. You have something that's going on. And for three months, she hid this child. You guys, this is not like uh, the comforter of our own home. This is community living, okay? How do you hide a child for three months, right? But the Lord sometimes gives us 
a life sometimes gives us something in our life where it is a hidden season, where it is a season where no one else knows what you're going through. No one understands what you're going through, uh, but God is there right there with you with a promise and that you're holding. But you, you're like, Lord, I don't know what to do. I can't walk in the open with this. And so I can imagine Yaakov rocking that baby because uh, she had to keep him quiet the entire time saying, Lord, what am I going to do with this? Lord, what do you want me to do with this? God, you're, oh, you, you told me to obey and keep him alive. So he is alive. How is this baby going to survive? Come on, have you ever been there when the Lord has given you something, but you quite don't have all the details and you're not quite sure how this is going to come? You're not quite sure how this is going to survive? Am I talking to anyone in the house today that you're like, Lord, where am I going with this? Lord, help me. I know I was there. Come on. I, I, one of my hashtags, I said this in the last service, is hashtag pastors are people too. Okay. When COVID hit, we didn't have some amazing strategic uh, pastoral system. I wish we did. I mean, we did call each other, 911, what you doing? I'm like, I don't know what you doing, okay? Because here we go, and, and it was this far away off virus, and then all of a sudden, it is here. And all of a sudden, they're like, well, you might not be able to have church. And you're like, what do you mean we can't have church? We always going to have church, okay? We're going to have church morning, noon, and night. We'll be in there 24 hours. Come on, somebody. And they're like, no, no, you're not. And, and you're not going to have school either. And, this, and we're like, what is going on? And the very ever everything that I had in my life. You guys, I'm a type A Enneagram one. I'm a disc. I'm a C. Okay. I know all my personality profiles because I am a one. And so I like my list and my favorite thing is to check it off and cross. I check and cross off. I don't just check it. I check and, and cross it off. And if there's something that I did that wasn't on the list, I add it to the list just so that I can be really excited that I did that too. Okay. And so anyways, um, I am that kind of person. I have three months out in advance. I could tell you our church calendar. Today we actually release it and it's so exciting. Our summer's gonna be so full. I could tell you everything that I'm doing until October because that's when Ruwalk happens. And, and I can tell you everything that's gonna happen. Probably every weekend he always asks me, what are we doing? I'm like, this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing, okay? I have three calendars simultaneously and on my phone. And in, the ma in a matter of a week, everything was gone right? You're like, wow, it wasn't that bad for me. It was for me. I'm just telling you my story. Maybe this is testimony for Wamari, okay? But I sat in a room. I sat at my desk because my husband had to work from home and we had to rearrange our house. And I sat in my desk and I looked at a calendar that was full of things that we were supposed to do. And I was so mad. I just threw it. I really did because I was like, nothing is happening. I don't know what's going on. My son I, everything at work was so crazy because we couldn't have, but then they were like, hey, and when we get back, you have to figure out how to greet and make it warm and make that same atmosphere without shaking hands while wearing masks and not getting close to people and having sanitizers everywhere and dots on the floor. And you're like, I don't know what to, I don't know what to do with my hands. Welcome. We're excited you're here. And make it a little louder through the mask, right? And then my son is in second grade. My daughter is virtual schooling. And he has, I knew I'm never, if we have any homeschool moms, you are the queen goddesses, okay? I know I am not supposed to be a homeschool mom. I love and appreciate people like Sarah. Okay, I almost said Sarah Concherla. Sarah Olsenbach, who, who loves to love our children. I love teachers. You're amazing. You should be paid a lot more money. Okay, but I knew that I wasn't supposed to be a homeschooler. I know 
that I, I'm supposed to work. I know my assignment, you guys. My husband is at home. My daughter is virtual schooling. And my son finally gets to the point, because I say the word sentences, any mama in here, y'all know that last year's sentences did not, was not a good word. And he finally said, I said, I, he said, I don't want to do the sentences. He's crying. I said, I don't want to do them either. <laughs> and my daughter's virtual schooling in the next room. And I'm like, Lord, I need your help. And my prayer was, Father, whatever you're doing on the earth right now, whatever you're using and whatever you're doing, do not let me miss the lessons because I never want to live this ever again, okay? And boy, did he answer me, okay? Because when you call out to God, he will give you a strategy even when it doesn't make sense. I promise you, when Yaakov reached out to the Lord and said, Father, you told me to keep this child, when the Lord said, Hey, by the way, Yaakovid, your strategy is this. I want you to build an ark. I want you to put tar on it. And I want you to float your baby down the river. I'm confused. Can you, can you imagine? I cannot imagine that Yaakovid's first reaction was like, amen. This is wonderful. The child that I just risked my entire life for, I'm going to send it floating down the river. Because that's what she did. That's what she did. Read your word. Sometimes stories are a little different to us because we know the end. Because we know the end. But come on, somebody. The obedience at the beginning of a strategic plan for the Lord sometimes seem crazy. I'm sure you have people in here that you're like, they were crazy. They gave up their business. They quit that job. But look at the Lord now. But if the Lord said to you, quit your job, you'd be like, wait a minute. I know that that preacher said I need to follow your voice, but I don't think that's what you were talking about. But the Lord is so good that he... He will make us do crazy things. The wisdom that the Lord is giving to us now is not conventional to the world wisdom, but is conducive to the spirit of this time. Come on, right now in the kingdom of God, there's different things, there's different strategies as mothers, as believers of Christ that we have to do that will develop a, a sense of difference, that will develop, well, how are you keeping your peace when things are not peaceful? How are you keeping good news coming out of your mouth when there is no good news to be had? We don't, can I tell you a secret? We don't watch the news. I don't condemn you if you do, but we don't watch the news. We were sitting at breakfast today at the hotel and the news were on because that's what people do and literally every two seconds I was telling the kids don't watch the tv don't watch the tv don't look at the tv don't look at the tv don't look uh, was it bad things no but it was like this truck overhauling this car and I mean I don't want that in their spirit I want the word of the Lord in my spirit I want the word of God to be the strategy that I live by every single day it might not make sense but it will get you to the end that you want Yaakovid had a strategy. There had to be a strategy because I imagine what the Lord said, I want you to go down the river. I want you to float this baby down the river. She had to know this is when they take baths. This is when the royal court is out there. What is the best chance that I can give my son to live? 
Because look, read in your word, there is a strategy to her plan because she sent her daughter along with the basket. Rivers are crazy. We live right by the Ocoee River. And sometimes it, it can get ridiculously crazy. But if you know the river, you know where you can send your kid to be able to go down the right path. And she sends it down the right path and and the princess sees it, and she, and she has compassion. She says, oh, my Lord, look at this baby. And all of a sudden, Moses' sister shows up and goes, oh, by the way, do you want me to find you a wet nurse? I know one. And the princess says, of course I do. And here comes Jacobed. I don't know if you read it really fast, you missed that detail. But his mother became his mother. <laughs> His mother was the one that became his mother because the strategy of the Lord sometimes doesn't make sense, but it always pans out. Anybody here can testify? Anybody, any mothers here, okay? Because listen, I know motherhood can be a trying time. Listen, I am not the poster child for do you want to get pregnant? I'm definitely like, uh, I don't talk to me, okay? Because I was sick with each two of those babies, I mean, each one of those babies that you see down there for 18 weeks, okay? Literally sick on the floor and I was like Lord but you spoke this Lord you said that they would be this and that and, and God I can't get up I don't want to eat and I love to eat I lost weight and I never do that and so there is something that happens when the Lord gives you a strategy that will make you go through crazy things to get the end result. Am I speaking to anyone in the house today? So the strategy of the Lord will come to you and that strategy will maybe place you in a place of stretching. Oh man, I said another, I said another word, right? Stretching. How many of you like to stretch? Come on, if you're an athlete in the house, y'all better, like, right? I am married to an athlete, okay? My husband is a runner. Um, he was an Iron Man. He does all this crazy stuff. He's amazing, okay? And so um, I just turned 39. I just said that, right? I'm proud of it. It was like last weekend. Pray for my husband. He has my birthday, Mother's Day, and our anniversary all within a month. And so anyways, uh, but 39, at 39, things just don't quite work like they did before. Anybody else? Nobody wants to agree with me, but you know, right? Like I watch Chopped because I'm an old lady and I like watching cooking shows and that's what I watch at night. I don't get involved in drama and all that stuff. And I just watch it. And sometimes I fall asleep because uh, again, I'm an old lady and uh, I like to go to sleep at like eight. And so <laughs> like, um, I fall asleep on that couch. I'm gonna pay for it for the next seven days. When you're five, you can sleep upside down, turned around on the floor, and you're fine. Anybody can do that still, right, at this age? You're very flexible then. But stretching is what helps you. My husband looks at me and goes, it's because your muscles are weak. That's why it hurts. He, he loves me. He can't live without me. But he looks at me and goes, it's because your muscles are weak. I'm like, I don't even know what that means. My muscle is working just fine. Are you ready for that? Okay. And so he says, no, you have to stretch it out. You have to get it strong. It ta he talks about my back muscles a lot because I'm like, oh, like my hips and all this stuff. He's like, it's because they're weak. And he's like, you have to develop them. So let me tell you what stretching means. Okay. Or the definition that I looked. Stretching keeps your muscles flexible, strong, and healthy. And we need that flexibility to maintain a range of motions in our joints. Without it, without stretching, muscles shorten and become tight. 
Then when you call on those muscles for activity, they are weak and unable to extend all the way. So for instance, if you love to ride a bike when you were young and you still remember, how many of you know you're going to pay for it because your muscles weren't used to riding a bike? Or when you get to a roller skating rink, I love a good roller skating rink party. And again, I'm dating myself, but it's okay. I don't care. Uh, But after I roller skate for two hours, I'm getting the icy hot, I'm sitting down, I'm getting the heating pad because those muscles haven't done that in a really long time. So too is our spirit. In our spirit, when we haven't exercised something, it will take time to develop again. Maybe you fasted for 30 days when you were younger. Maybe you haven't done a fast in forever. But then how many of you know that first day of a fast, you're like, my gosh, why did Pastor Chase do this to me? But when you were younger, you could go for like a whole day and not for, and forget to eat, okay? I, I've never been there. Uh, so fasting is always a sacrifice to me. I remember to eat, okay? And so stretching is something that we must do in order to keep our body flexible. As I'm saying, saying the word stretching, some of you want to stretch. So everybody lift your hands up. Go ahead, stretch those hands. Come on. I, I knew it. I knew it. I see some of you are like, yes. Now listen, when I said that, I'm not going to point you out, but some of you went, was that a stretch? No, because one of the requirements for stretching is to actually maintain the posture and stretch it for as long as you need it to feel a breakthrough. And sometimes when we ask the Lord for a strategy and we say, Father, I will do it, right? We're up here and Pastor Chase is like, oh, come on. If you want to do anything for the Lord, if you want to go to a nation and you come up here like, send me, yes, Lord. And he's like, great, I want you to go to this country. And you're like, wait a minute, because there's that stretching that occurs. Because you thought you were going to this country and the Lord sends you to this other country. And you're like, I, I don't know. I don't know about that stretching. Sometimes we try to sidestep the process of stretching and just want to get to the end result. But how many of you know, I can't do like a back bend thing. And if I tried to do it right now, it would, it would be like we're going to the emergency room. Anybody else here, right? Okay. Now there's somebody here. You're probably a gymnast and you've been doing this your entire life. You haven't done it for a year, but you could do a back bend like this because your muscles did it so much that it was used to it. There is a stretching in the kingdom that is occurring right now. I see it on a daily basis where the Lord is saying, yeah, no longer can you keep that strategy because it's not going to maintain the stretching that I have for you today. And God is asking for some of us a little bit more than he did before because he knows that we can do it. Come on, mamas, you do it with your children all the time. Well, mama, I can't do that. Well, who said you couldn't? Well, I can't, uh, let's, I'm going to use Noah, okay? Uh, well, he's like, well, I can't, I can't fold the laundry, right? I can't fold the laundry. I can't, I can't reach, I can't reach the hangers. I said, well, you know, that's great, buddy, but you can do the laundry. You can separate them. You can put your socks together. You know colors, right? You know red and blue, and, and you know how to do this stuff. And, and sometimes, again, I feel like we are children sometimes to the Lord. It's like, I can't do that, Lord. That's for Pastor Chase. That fasting thing, that's for him. Or, or that standing in front of people, that's for Pastor Omari. That's not for me. But sometimes God is not asking you to 
to do what other people are doing. He wants to stretch you in your own way. As a mother, as a person, as a businessman or woman, anybody in the kingdom over the last year had to ask the Lord for an entire new strategy. Come on, somebody. And in a, in a world where we literally can have dinner delivered, groceries delivered. My gosh, we can have pet food delivered for the pet. We can have someone wash and detail our car at our home. Everything can be done without us leaving our house. I believe that we've gotten too comfortable with the conveniences that are happening, that we want to apply that to the spirit of the Lord. But the Lord is, is not going to be rushed, Pastor Chase. But the Lord is too good to his kingdom. The Lord is too good for his sons and daughters to let us be able to taste the victory without understanding the process, without understanding what we need to walk through. Because it is the very fire that we walk through that takes off what we don't need and shapes me into what I do need. It is the very hard things that we have to climb to that can show us what we are capable of. Over the, over the shutdown, over everything, listen, I started dealing with some anxiety and I started running. I don't run. So therefore, like everyone immediately when they said, oh, he's a runner. Are you a runner? I'd be like, yeah, right. I, I'm like the best cheerleader he has ever had in his life. Okay. He's an iron man. I'm an iron mate. That's it. Like I don't do, I, I have no aspirations of it. And he said, or somebody was like, well, you know, physical exercise will help your mind, blah, blah, blah. All this stuff. I said, I will do anything that I need to. Okay. And so I got to the point where I wanted to run. Okay. So, you know, things in my life got to a really weird place because I was like, yes, let's go. And so I live, If maybe in Georgia it's the same way, but in Tennessee, you are always on a hill. You're always on a down slope, upward slope, or you're in a valley, okay? And so we moved, and I started to walk, and then I started to run. Well, there is this um, one street called Ridgeside, and Ridgeside is literally a mountain, okay? And so you get like literally a third of the way and your calves start to burn. And so my husband, of course, he can run this thing all the time. He's like, <laughs> and I'm like, <gasps> like, can you slow down just a little bit? I can't do it. I don't run it. I've never ran that thing, even as much running as I've done. But I would always get to the bottom of it and I could choose another way to get my steps and my miles in. But he'd be like, come on, Omar, you got to do it. You got to do it, right? And there's these walkers in my neighborhood. And yes, you heard a little bitterness in there. There, and they are amazing women, seasoned saints, okay? That's what we call them at our TTN, and so I will say it here. And I don't know how old they are. It doesn't matter because they walk more than I do, and they walk that hill every single day, and they don't even look winded, okay? So I would get down to the bottom of that hill, and I'm like, you got this. You got this. And halfway, I'm like, I hate this mountain. And I would go right back down. And I would go back up, and I'd go back down. And one day, I finally looked at myself, and I said, and I talked to myself. Is that okay? And I said, well, Mari, you can do this. It's just a mountain and you got to take it one step at a time. And it doesn't matter if your calves are on fire. If you get to the top, that means you could do it. And sometimes in the spirit, I wish we would talk to ourselves like we do in the physical sense. It's just one step in front of the other, receiving the direction of the Lord and saying, God, in me, I would quit. But through you, all things are possible. Through you, like we stood up here and we declared, what, what was that? Um, I stand on the promises. What was it that you were singing? I'm standing, I'm standing on the promise. 
surrounded by your goodness. So we stand up here and we start declaring that and we're like, I feel goosies. This is amazing. God, I stand on your promise. I'm walking in your goodness. But then when we get into our home and we need to lay our hands on our children or we need to set things right or we need to walk in the kingdom, all of a sudden we forget what we declared. But the Lord wants you to know that you are a woman on fire and you're a man of this kingdom and no weapon formed against you can prosper. Just like I looked at that hill and said, Father, I don't want to be stretched that far. Father, I don't want to walk up there. And he goes, do you trust me? I said, Lord, you know I trust you. He said, do you trust me, Wilmari? And I said, Father, are we talking about the hill or are we talking about other things? Have you ever been there? You're watching, you're washing the dishes and all of a sudden you're like, are we talking about the dishes? Or God can speak to us wherever we're at as long as we're listening to him. In the stretching, God is forming you. But there is something, and this is, again, if you're a gym rat, if you, if you love the gym here, it, it's just physics. I love that the Lord always shows us things with physiology in the natural as he does in the spirit. Because when you start lifting weights or you start running, you start doing anything. My Lord, if you just start walking outside, we are met with resistance. Right? When you lift that, What's hard about it is the resistance that comes with it. And so that's what happens. God gives us a strategy and we're like, yes, God, I'm getting stretched. And then the first sign of resistance, the first sign of, uh-oh, this might not be as easy as I thought. We want to give up. We are made for more, church. We are made for more. And I believe that 2021 is going to be a year that you show yourself, that God shows you how much you are capable of. The God that I know, he's not going to leave you halfway in a stretch. Sometimes when the resistance comes, it's because we are about to receive a breakthrough. Sometimes, and if I can say this, uh, since, since it's Mother's Day, okay, we all know there's a place called transition and birthing. And when they say that you fit transition, it is the hardest of hardest moments in birthing. But it means that you are so close to receiving your child. And it is in that moment of your hardest press that I remember Paul and what he says, we are pressed, but not crushed, persecuted, but not abandoned. I am made for more. You say that I am made for more. Oh, come on, somebody. I don't know if you believe that. I am made for more. Come on, look at your neighbor if they didn't say it. Say, you are made for more. Come on, look at your other neighbor and say, you are made for more. So the strategy of the Lord brings stretching and the stretching brings strength. Because when you are in the gym, y'all, I don't know about you, but the first day that I work out and eat my salads, I look at myself in the mirror and go, oh, that's right. Oh, come on. So am I the only one? Am I being too honest? You're in it for two days and you're like, this is it. You're like, staying alive, staying alive. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Because what happens is you start realizing, oh my word, I can do this. It is not as hard as I thought. When I start going up that hill, it's still hard, y'all. I'm going to be honest. It's still hard. But I look at that and I go, I've done it a hundred times. I could do it 101. And you start looking at yourself and going, oh yes, I can. There is strength that comes now. I could give you all sorts of things about strength, but I'm going to give you some more. Is that okay? 
Proverbs 31, 25. This is for you, mama. She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. Nehemiah 8.10 says, do not grieve for the joy of the Lord is your strength. If you're asking, well, Pastor Mario, what, where is this strength? I, I don't know. Isaiah 41.10 declares, so do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. Exodus 15.2 says, the Lord is my strength and my song. He has given me victory. Isaiah 12.2 says, surely God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. The Lord, the Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. Isaiah 40, 29 says he gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Come on, somebody. I, I don't know. You're missing some good hallelujah moments. I'm going to grab that promise. These are the promises that we were just singing about. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. Even when I am on the floor crying because I am, I don't know what's happening in my life. I will still worship in the waiting time. Isaiah 40, 20, uh, 1 Peter 5 and 10 says, And the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. Psalm 73, 26, my flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Have you ever been there where your flesh and your heart were failing you to believe in the promises of the Lord, but there was something in your spirit that said, it's all right. It's all right. Philippians 4, 13, we quote this all the time. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And this strategy and this stretching and this strength that come is for your specific assignment. I thank the Lord that he didn't make us carbon copies. I thank the Lord that he didn't make us like in Star Wars, the clones. I thank the Lord that each one of us has been given a measure of grace and he gave it to each one individually. As a mother, you see this all the time, but it's hard to see it in ourselves. As a father, you see it all the time with your children, right? Again, my daughter sees the world in rainbows and unicorns. She does not keep a list. She is not a type A. She is not a planner. I didn't know what to do, mamas. Can I be honest? I was like, I don't know what to do, okay? She didn't want the cute girly dresses. She just wanted to, y'all know, y'all got children like that, okay? And I was like, Lord, I don't know what I'm gonna do, right? She ain't churchy. She has a pastor's mom. Okay, she don't like to be at church, all right? She likes to, she, she's just, she loves Jesus and desires his fire. But, you know, we had a 90-day revival at uh, RTTN. And when I say 90-day revival, I mean 90 days of revival. Like, like, like revival services that like went like five hours. Like, it was crazy, okay? My daughter was five. My son was nine months, okay? So, yeah, mamas, amen. It was all that. It's everything you're thinking about. My five-year-old daughter, so I would say, okay, after worship, you can, you can get on your video game, okay? All right? There's no judgment, right? No judging zone, all right? So I was like, all right, because it was about day 35, okay? So the chick was doing good, all right, just to be in worship time. And so I would look over at her, and she'd be worshiping, 
seems looking at me like, is it time yet? Is it time yet? Is it time yet? And I'm like, just worship the Lord while I'm rocking my baby and he's probably asleep and all this stuff. And I'm like, Lord Jesus, are the seats okay? Okay. And then one day, I look over and she's on her DS. And me and he, <laughs> I look at her and I said, Naya, it's, it's, it's still worship time. And she looked at me and she goes, it's always worship time. I was like, just play your DS. That's my daughter, okay? I'm like, Lord, Lord, did I not raise her right? I mean, she's five, you guys. But can, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give mamas a, a break, okay? I was like, oh, my word. She doesn't want to be in your house. Oh, my word. Better is one day in your course and thousands elsewhere, Lord. How am I going to? And the Lord was like, well, Mari, you need to chill out. I was like, okay, God. So Naya started drawing. She wasn't on her iPad, but she was on her iPad. She sees from the Lord. She's a seer. She paints, she paints at church and everything like that. And one time she got invited to paint a, a youth thing. And I was like, praise the Lord. And so the first night she did this amazing thing. I have them all in my thing. And then the next day she was like, um, what color is a, a crow? And I was like, black. Why? She's like, I feel the Lord is telling me to paint a crow. I was like, yeah, but crows mean death. And like crows are never good. Like right? Anybody else with me? Like, here comes my mama logistical. Can you see the planner inside of me? I was like, crows, like symbolize. And she's like, I was like, how about a blue jay? How about a blue jay? He's laughing because that's exactly how I said it. I was like, how about if you draw a blue jay? Like, like here I am thinking like, oh my gosh, she's going to get up there and she's going to prophesy death. Like, she's like, something is going on. And she goes, mama, I saw a black bird. I'm going to draw a black bird. I was like, okay praise God. And so she goes up there, she does it. And I'm like, all right, praise the Lord. Amen. Jesus. Again, guys, I'm just being honest with you because sometimes when the Lord gives you a gift, you don't know how to receive it. You don't know how to steward it. You know, motherhood, life, all these things. Okay. Whatever it may be in your life. All right. So, um, she does it and I'm like, praise God, praise God. And the, the little booger, she writes on there, every stroke is on purpose. I said, okay, well, Lord, you got something, all right? And then the next morning, I receive a text from Pastor Devin. She goes, I just wanted, you know, you know, Naya, I cannot believe Naya drew that bird because I was struggling with the Lord on what message I was going to preach today. And the name of the woman that I wanted to preach about that didn't make quite sense because it was like about mothers and not teenagers was Blackbird. And the Lord was like, you going to let me do this? Or are you going to try to, you gonna? I was like, okay, every stroke is on purpose. I get it, Lord. Use my child. So whenever Naya gets a picture, I let her draw whatever picture she wants to draw. But listen, there's this, uh, there's this pressure. Again, there's, that, there's this resistance in this world right now, this very moment that says, if you don't do it this way, or if you don't agree this way, or if you don't do that, then, then you're wrong. But the Lord doesn't work like that. The Lord works through a 14-year-old child that sees heaven and can draw it on paper. The Lord will work through you if you let him. The Lord will give you a strategy for every single one of your children. The Lord will give you a strategy for your business. The Lord will give you a strategy for your marriage. And in the stretching, he will bring strength to your specific assignment. I want to close with this uh, specific assignment that I love in the Bible. It's found in John 6. You can turn there or you can write it. Um, but... 
We find Jesus um, in the middle of his ministry when, when everyone is catching on and there are multitudes of multitudes going to hear him, listening to his word, believing that he is the Messiah, seeing his miracles. And then they're all stuck out there in the countryside. And somebody, I think they got hangry. Because if you read John 6, it feels like hangry people. It doesn't feel like just hunger. Because they've been out there for hours and hours and hours, okay? And, and they're like, well, who's going to feed these people? And Jesus goes, well, who's going to feed these people? Right? Sometimes we ask God questions and he asks them right back, like, well, how are you going to do it? Well, God, how are you going to do this? And God's like, how are you going to do this? Oh, don't you love that about the Lord? He's such a good father. Parenting is that, right? Because that's what we do with our children too. Well, I don't want to tie my shoe. Well, yeah, you can. You can tie your shoe. Well, I don't, I don't want to do this. I know, but you can do this. Well, I don't like those people in that grade. I know you're not going to like people in a lot of situations. Well, I don't, I don't want to go that way. I know, but, but God has a specific assignment for you in this season, and, and he's going to equip you to do it. Ooh, I felt that. Come on. Yeah. Come on. God's going to equip you to do it. I don't care if you work at Walmart. I don't care if you work at a bank. I don't care if you're an evangelist. I don't, I don't care what you are. I don't care if you're in 12th grade or 9th grade. God has a specific for all of us in this time. And so they found themselves in this crowd and, and, and the Lord is asking, he's, he's using this with his disciples as a teaching moment. But all of a sudden, one of them is like, hey, in verse nine, he says, hey, there's a kid here. There's a kid here who has a sack lunch. That's like the Southern way to say it, right? There's a lad here who has five barely loaves and two small fish. But what are they among so many? And all I can think about is the mama that morning that packed that lunch for that little boy. Right? Who said, wait up, son, don't leave because it's going to be a long day out there and I know how the master is and he's probably going to teach for a really, really long time. There's going to be a lot of people and you're going to need something. But mama, I'm going to be late. John wants to go with me. Let's go. I need to go. No, 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 son. I said, wait. I said, wait, I, ha I have this lunch for you. Come on. But mama, it's okay. I'll just eat some bread on the way. No, 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 no. No, no. Wait. I have something for you. Because the Lord gives us mamas, gives us parents, strategy with each one of our children. Come on. Have you felt that sometimes? Maybe, maybe right now I'm affirming some different things that you're to do with each child or, or with your family. And that's all right. It is all right. Because the mama that sent her child to learn from that master packed a lunch and she was simply taking care of her boy. And she couldn't know that Jesus would turn that silent work of her hands. That silent work of her hands. That actually was a good pause, wasn't it? Because I said silent work of her hands. Some of y'all caught that silent work of her. Have you ever been there? Hmm. When it feels like you're doing everything but no one notices. 
where you're meeting face to face with God and, and everything is going on in the private world, but, but no one knows it in public. God is not deterred. He is not scared by silent moments. He is not deterred by silent seasons. He is not, he is, he's working. Because see that mama, it was crazy town in her, I'm sure in her world, <laughs> if, 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 mom, if motherhood is true in any generation. She's just trying to get him some lunch. But the silent work of her hands, the gift from her kitchen, and her faithful love for her son, he, uh, Jesus turned it into one of the greatest miracles. Because not only did he feed the crowd, you guys, he said, now don't you let any go to waste. Pick it back up. And there was so much left over. Because your silent work in your business, your silent work, wherever you are, whatever season, if you're a grandma, if, if, if you have grown children, your silent prayers, if, I don't know, whatever season you're in, if you're praying for a child, if, if you're a teenager, whatever you're working at right now, God is working through you. The best part of Yaakov's story with Moses is that she got to stay with her son but not only that, but that she got paid by the enemy to keep him alive. <laughs> Y'all, you can't write a better story than that. Hey, by the way, I'll pay you to be the mother, something that you would have done for free. The very enemy that was trying to kill her son is the very enemy that funded her son. What the enemy meant to harm, not only will it not succeed, he will fund it. He will pay for it. Joseph said to his brothers when they were having this, I feel like a very awkward moment where his brother's like, we're sorry we tried to kill you. We're sorry that we told everyone you died. We're sorry that we were thrown in the pit. We're sorry that you lived in the prison. I mean, seriously, like that's what's happening. And Joseph does this weird thing with him too. And finally his father's in. He's like, don't you worry about a thing. Because what you meant for harm, what the enemy meant for harm, he turns it around and does for my good. Come on, there's a strategic moment happening. I don't know who this is for, but I, I mean, he changed an entire sermon for it. There's a strategic moment happening in your lives. There's a strategic moment happening in your family. Noah, Noah, come up here. Y'all, he wanted to come up here and preach with me, so I'm going to let him. This little boy right here, he could be my mini-me. He hasn't started his list yet, but he keeps me on my toes about mine. And he looked at me one day, and he's like, Mama, I think I'm going to be a pastor. And I said, all right, son. You know, I'm trying not to be too excited, Pastor Chase, because you know how that is. Like, you don't want to, like, whatever. And... Um, we were walking and we were walking the dog and he goes, I said, well, son, if that's what the Lord wants for you, then, you know, underneath I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. And he's like, do you think Pastor Kevin would hire me? I said, oh, you're really thinking about this. I said, I think he would, <laughs> of course, because I'm your mom. And uh, he goes, well, do you think that, that I could do your job? I said, wait a minute now. <laughs> like, I said, son, I would be honored. I would be honored. That would be amazing. 
Because what better legacy would I have than to give them you? But see, when he did that, it's crazy that he's wearing his legacy shirt today too. <laughs> like, I think he would drive here on Sundays, you guys. <laughs> he wouldn't go to my church. He'd come here because he loves you guys. How crazy would it be if in the last nine months when I was going through what I was going through, I would have given up. And I said, you know, this is too hard. And there were moments that it was. Have y'all ever been there? Where you're justifiably okayed to just be like, forget it. I'm sure you have. This is why we do what we do. This is why I do what I do. Today I said, he said, I want to be with you and I don't want to go to children. I said, okay, praise the Lord. So he gets up there and he goes, I'm going to preach with you. I said, you got a word? Okay. He goes, I'll preach. What do you want? I'll preach about God. I said, amen. Right, bunny? Yeah. But this is why we do what we do. Don't you ever forget why the Lord put you on this earth. It might not be a son. It might not be a daughter yet. You might be past your time. But there's a specific assignment for each and every single one of you. There is a strategy that I believe the Lord is knocking on your hearts to do what it is that you need to do in the kingdom of heaven and earth here today and in this city and in whatever city you represent. Because see, the Noahs are walking, watching, right? The Nayas are walking and watching. And right now, I believe that if I give him the microphone, he'd talk to you because he's a talker just like his mama. But I believe that what in his heart would be to talk about God because he's been so faithful. You can sit down, buddy. Thank you. Can you just stand for, just stand, yeah, let's stand. Just have a seal a moment for just a minute. I feel a, a weight, a weightiness of presence. I don't know if you feel it, and if you do, I just want you to say to the Lord, Father, download it to me right now. And if that's not you, that's all right. It doesn't have to be, but I want every mom, every dad that's here, every grandma that's here to just, just wait for two minutes and say, Lord, what is it that you have for me? I know I've gone a little bit over, but is that all right? If you have uh, reservations, I get it. But if, if, if you're reserved to, to know the agenda of the lamb, then can you just lift up your hands and say, Father here's my situation and you know it but Lord I want your strategy and I want to be stretched to where you want me to be and I don't want to give up God and I want the strength that you want for me in this season come on that's right he can give you more in one minute than I could in, in 25 minutes in words come on we wait for you, Holy Spirit. We wait you. We wait for you. Come on, Father, we love you. Father, we thank you. I'm going to do the same thing we did in the first service. If your mama is near you, can we do this right now as we're praying? Can you lay your hands on your mom, on your wife, 
on your grandma. And can we, can we bless them right now? Can we say, Father, we thank you for strategy. We thank you for strength that is coming upon them. We thank you, God, that today, God, you are showing her. You are moving in her. You are moving in our family. Mamas, pray for your children. Mamas, pray for yourself right now. God, I thank you so much that today, Lord, it is an encounter moment with the strategy and wisdom of heaven. I thank you, Jesus, that today, God, we are not deterred by the assignment of any enemy, but we stand and face it and say, God, here we are. Here we are, God, because we love you and your mercy is so good and your goodness is so good. And we stand on the promise of the Lord, God. We stand on the promise of the Lord for every child represented. We stand on the promise of the Lord for every marriage represented. Come on, that's right. We cry out to you, God. We cry out to you, Lord. We declare, God, that there is no enemy that can back down a fire-breathing woman of God. I thank you, Father, that today, Lord, you are pulling people out of hopelessness. You are pulling a mom out of hopelessness. I dispel the darkness with the light of the word today, that you are their light, that you are their salvation, God. Whom shall we fear? God, whom shall we fear, God? Come on, that's right. I want you to just meet with the Lord and say, Father, I love you, Jesus. Father, you are amazing. We thank you, Jesus, that today, God, you are reviving dead and dry dreams, God. Today, I thank you, God, that you are you're resurrecting, Father. Things, God, that maybe were put away. Oh, Lord, I thank you, God, that you're giving strategy to businessmen and women today. We breathe life over every business represented here today we breathe life over every child that is wayward right now God we cry that angels would go around them and be with them and that you would speak your word to them God even now God even now Jesus come on just one more push where are we going I don't know but the Lord is just wanting you one more push Father we love you come on Lord we thank you God for this season that we're in we thank you that you haven't left us you've not abandoned us but you are Emmanuel a God who is with us a God who is with us that will provide God I thank you that you're restoring everything that the enemy tried to take back. Just like it says in Joel, you will restore what the locust stole. You will restore, God, what the canker worm stole. You will restore by the Spirit of the Lord. Oh, Lord, we thank you that your goodness is running after us. We thank you, Father, that you never stop chasing your sons and daughters. We thank you. Come on, if you're grateful for that, can you just lift your hands and say, Father, we thank you for that. We honor you and we love you in Jesus' name. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise today. Let's give Pastor Wilmari a hand clap of appreciation for her today.